Welcome to the Creating from the Inside Out, Embracing and Empowering Our Unique and Creative Selves podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Waldo. In this podcast, I talk about what it means to embrace our unique and creative selves, how we can do it, how I've learned that by embracing our creative selves and our own uniqueness, we can empower all of us. As part of this, I share how my path of embracing my unique and creative self has changed over the years, how it worked when I first started doing it, what it looks like today, and how I'm learning to do it more and more every day in the midst of the ups and downs of daily life and all that's going on in the world. And in this podcast, I share how by embracing and empowering my unique and creative self, my work, my art, and ultimately my life has changed for the better. And yours can too. So join me as we go on this journey of embracing and empowering our unique and creative selves together. Welcome back to the Creating from the Inside Out podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about waking up to your own power, your own power, your power, that power which is already within you that maybe you haven't been aware of, waking up to it, what that means, what I've experienced, what I've learned, and I'm sharing it all. So let me take a sip of my tea. I've got a cat on my lap. It's morning in Montana and it is beautiful out. But it's the kind of beautiful that sometimes people don't see as beautiful. It's gray and I can't see the mountain in front of me. And it can look kind of formidable to go outside. Like, ooh, let's just avoid that. But like I'm going to be talking about in this episode, sometimes the greatest opportunities for things that we are calling to know and experience for ourselves can at first seem like things we didn't want or we didn't understand or we just couldn't see. And that's really what this episode is all about. So I'm actually going to start by talking about a story. And the story is an experience that happened to me yesterday, yesterday morning on a day kind of like this, um, looked similar when I went out to feed my horses. Now, I woke up and I had not had the best night's sleep. And then I woke up and I had my tea and oh, I looked outside and it looked, it looked actually I think that there was, I think it was a little brighter than today initially. Um, but it looked cold and 
kind of foreboding outside. <laughs> um, you know, it was kind of pretty from a distance, but it was also like, oh, it looks cold. Everything was covered in frost. Everything just looked like it had a slick coating on it. And the idea of leaving my nice and warm and cozy house where I had a cup of tea to go outside in the cold weather and feed the horses didn't sound very appealing to me at that moment. But it's what I do. I'm a horse girl, among other things, and I take care of my horses. And I've come to learn that all of the experiences around my horses serve me. They actually are and have been my entire life an opportunity for me to empower me, even as the youngest version of me, starting at age five when horses really came into my world. So here I am yesterday. And I go out and I'm doing my thing, calling the one horse in, closing the gate, and I look up. The chain of the gate that I use to kind of secure the gate and keep it from opening because the one horse will steal the other horse's food if I don't separate them. Um, The chain is frozen, which it's been. But not only is it frozen, it's covered with these little spiky icicles all along them. Now, if I had been kind of just thinking about this, that, and the other thing, I might have missed it. You know, I might have missed what was going on. I might have missed this, these icicles. But when I go outside with the horses, I tend to almost, it's almost like I go into an alternate reality state. It's like a, it's like a Zen state. It's like meditation. Um, it's a quieting of everything else. And then just being present in the ritual of the moment. And I have these amazing experiences that I don't try to have, but they happen in the being present. And that's what happened yesterday. I looked and I saw these icicles on the links of the chain that served this very functional purpose. And it was like, it was like the best art that you could see. Each individual icicle was like an amazing display of God or source or the creator or whatever word you use, a display of Perfection in imperfection, meaning there were no two that were the same. They were all different and they were all amazingly beautiful. They took my breath away. And I started to notice other things um, as well. Crazy things like this amazing thing that was hanging from the fence. Here it turns out it was a couple strands of my horse's tail or mane that had gotten caught in the knot of the wood of the fence. And the the hair is, you know, very thin, like human hair, a little bit thicker than that. And it was long and it had all these spiky little icicles on it that looked like this amazing creation. The reason I'm sharing this with you is that 
these things that I saw, these things that I experienced, and they brought such a such a feeling of joy to me, such a feeling of centeredness, such a feeling of awe, of the beauty, the beauty of nature. This was just nature. And what was even more amazing is the fact that it was the beauty of nature in the simplest things, in the things that I might have overlooked. But I didn't because I was present doing this thing that at first seemed like something hard or that I didn't want to do or I'd rather, much rather be doing something else. This is a bit of a metaphor for what I've discovered is often the experience that we can have when we are waking up to our own power. We've not been taught to do it. We've not been encouraged to do it. And we've not learned how to do it. And it often comes kind of in packages that offer the greatest gold to us once we see them. But it's almost like they're packaged in such normal wrapping and wrapping that we kind of might overlook, that we often don't look or we avoid. I want to just let that sit in for a moment, just kind of marinate that the greatest experiences and moments in our lives of connection with ourselves and feeling our own sense of humanness and purpose and just love and I don't even know how to use all the words because there really are not enough words or the right words. They come from these moments of us engaging and seeing things in the world and seeing things in ourselves that are beautiful. And this is really what the process of waking up to our own power can be. But it also can be other things. Like it can look like, oh, that's not something I really want to do today because from the outside it can look not good. So let's dive into this. Let's dive into this more, this push-pull of this awareness that I've come to understand that waking up to our own power can be our greatest gift and our greatest moments of connection and peace within ourselves and awe. And it can also be kind of come packaged in things that feel like things we don't want to do, things we want to avoid, things we want to put off. So let me, let me rewind to 2020. 
and I'm actually going to touch on prior to 2020 a little bit more before that. So all my life I've been a questioner, a seeker. Um, It got me into trouble in Catholic school. You know, why do we have to wear uniforms? What's the purpose? It got me into trouble in my family. Well, why do we have to go to church? Why does it feel so bad going to that church? Isn't it supposed to be good? I grew up Catholic, and if you find resonance in your Catholic religion, that's awesome. My church wasn't doing it for me. And there are a lot of reasons for that. But I started to question things. And as a result of questioning things, um, I also, you know, kind of went in word a lot, which I think already was natural to me. I was kind of like pulled myself more inward um, in many ways to protect myself um, because I was very sensitive uh, to things and then I didn't know how to kind of manage what I was picking up around me with myself. It was hard to navigate that as a kid. And so I had many experiences as a child where I would have these key moments where I feel like it's like I moved to a new level of a video game. I've used this analogy before, Um, but it's like something shifted, like a big shift, like kind of like a jump. And there were small changes along the way or small thoughts or actions or whatever along the way. And then there would be this like jump and I would become aware of the jump. I would become aware that I was different. I would become aware that something had changed. I didn't have words back then for what was going on. What I now know about those times is that I was becoming more aware and awake to my own power which really meant becoming more awake and aware to my own energy because we each have our own energy. It is our life force energy. And most of us, most people have not understood and have not been taught how to understand our own energy how to tune into it, how to listen to it, how to manage it, how to replenish it, and how to express it. That is part of the human journey. And as part of our human journey to date, this is not something that historically has been taught by others, at least not that well. And What I found is that in those moments, in those moments of feeling like my life kind of jumped ahead or something really shifted, that it was me kind of, these are the words I use now. They're not the words I used back then. I didn't have vocabulary for it then, but it was almost like a chapter of a book that I had been struggling to read suddenly kind of wrapped up and then I'd move into a new chapter. And then it suddenly seemed like the old stuff was kind of just gone and the new stuff was what I was navigating. But what I could sense was that I 
was different somehow. Somehow I wasn't the same version of me that I was in the previous chapter. Um, And what it was is my energy was different. And it's not that I got energy that I didn't have before. And it's not that someone gave me energy. And it's not that I, you know, did these things to get something from outside of myself. That's not what happened at all. What it was is there were parts of myself that had been unawake, unaware, asleep to the fullness of all that I am. And in those moments, what happened is it's almost like that energy within me that I wasn't aware of and I was using, that power within me that I wasn't aware of and I wasn't using, it's kind of like it came to my awareness and I was able to do something about it, which in this case I use the words empower myself, um, practicing that. And then it shifted everything because in the allowing of more of myself, it's, it's kind of like, um, imagine a machine with multiple kind of cogs and wheels and inputs and outputs. And imagine if, you know, a lot of it doesn't, it's all there, but it doesn't, it's not all turned on. Imagine how inefficient that machine would be. But imagine if a key part of it got turned on and you didn't even know what it did. And suddenly it starts working better and doing things better. That's kind of what happens when we wake up to new levels of power within us. It's already all there. It's already within us. We already have it. But it's like we're unaware that it's there. We're asleep to it. We're not aware. We're not aware that we are this I don't, I don't want to say we're a machine. I'm just using that kind of as a metaphor. Um, it's a visual that kind of came to my mind because we're not machines um, at all. But I'm trying to illustrate the idea of this kind of complex thing that has all these different parts to it. Um, and, you know, often I kind of think of like a Willy Wonka machine in, in that way where there's like the one part and the other part and this part and this part and this part. It's like we're, we're that. We are this amazing being, really. We are these amazing beings that have all this power and potential and our own power. But it's like a lot of us is asleep and turned off. And we don't know that it's turned off because we're just aware of what it is that's kind of been working. And so what can happen is these other parts of us can kind of suddenly turn on and then everything changes. And that can mean our entire way of living changes, just like the way, you know, a machine, if it was, let's say, producing candy, Um, And let's say only, you know, 3% of the potential of the machine of what this machine could do was working. And so it produced a certain kind of candy using that 3% of its own potential. But what if it's suddenly up to 5%? 
that candy is different. That candy would be different than what the previous candy was. And that's kind of what it's like, only in this case, in my metaphor um, or analogy. I don't know. I always mix up those two. Um, the, The candy is our life, our way of being, our way of being in the world, which affects our life and what we're perceiving, what we're experiencing. So if you can imagine the idea that you have this already all within you, which that in and of itself is such a thing to even wake up to. Um, the idea that you have power within you, that you have your own energy, that it is yours, that you came into this physical body with it, and it is yours. That right there is a huge, huge, huge thing that many people are not really even aware of. Many of us people have been taught, yeah, people throw around the words like self-empowerment and and this, that, and the other, but the reality is that many of us, most of us culturally, have been taught that our power, our success, our experience of what we want to experience in what we call our life comes from what we do to affect that which is outside of us so that that which is outside of us gives us something that we need. I would repeat that, but I don't know that I can say it the same way again. So you could pause this and go back and listen to that again because that was a really good explanation. Um, we were not taught to understand that we already have power within us. We already have this energy within us. The premise that many of us have been living under that is reinforced by other people, by cultural institutions, by our ancestors, by where mankind's consciousness, meaning awareness has been, is one in which it's kind of been based on the idea that we do things to get things outside of us to happen so that we get things that we need. So let me give some examples like we need to eat. So we need to, we exert physical, you know, uh, physical activity um, to, uh, to get, you know, to go to the store and to get food. But we're doing an outside activity to bring an inside thing. Um, Which is true. That is something that we do. But 
Have you ever noticed, have you ever noticed, this is something that I really started to notice in um, kind of around when I had my first podcast, I was really kind of studying and understanding kind of how things come to us and how we have certain experiences. Have you ever noticed that you can do something, you can do the actions of something, kind of the same actions as somebody else? Imagine like two people side by side. One person's doing one thing, another person is doing the same thing. But have you ever noticed that what the one person gets and the other person gets can be different? If they're doing the same physical thing, why is it one person is getting something different than the other person? This actually is a little bit of a tangent here, but this is this is um this is one of the reasons why I started to really kind of start on what I would call like a formal spiritual journey um back in around the year 2000 2001. Now I'd been on a very lifelong spiritual journey that I just didn't know about but it was like I suddenly kind of became aware that I had been doing that and then I was like I'm going to make this a conscious choice now and a commitment and what spurred that was I was the CEO and founder of a technology company in Silicon Valley and um, at a time when women weren't there were not very many women founders and CEOs, especially at my age. I was in my late 20s. Um, And what I noticed, I noticed an advisor, one of my advisors. um, He was involved in my startup and he was involved in another startup. And what I noticed was that the other startup, I, I had I had developed a really good sense of understanding business strategies and innovation and always kind of being able to see where things could go before they went there. It was kind of like just an innate ability to do that. Um, And my company was, was based on the ability to do that. And I honed that ability over many years also working in Silicon Valley in the in the software and, and the internet industry. But I watched myself kind of go on this same path as this other founder. And I watched how that other founder's idea really wasn't very strong. The 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 business the business model, the business idea, the potential market, all of it. It was not as strong as my idea. And I'm not just saying that because of my idea. I mean, literally, I could, I had done this for a company. This is part of what I'd done is, is help, you know, evaluate the strategies of online companies and help improve them. So I, a lot of experience looking at 
all different, like really top companies, really big companies like Kellogg and um, I'm not going to even mention them all, but just big name companies and and what they were doing online. So I had a lot in, in these very early days of online and the internet. And so I had this ability to kind of like look at things and see, see where strengths and weaknesses are and gaps and all of that. And I was able to objectively look at the idea for the company I had created and the idea for the this company that this other guy had created. And I was able to see um, the strengths and the weaknesses of each one or the challenges. And it was hands down, my company was much more um, unique and innovative and um, had a greater potential. The other guy's company was, there were other people out in the market already doing it. They didn't really have a lot of experience doing that industry anyway. I mean, there were just a lot of key things. And what I started to see was that Side by side, though, there are ways in which, even though I had the stronger business idea, there are ways in which when we did the same things, we went to the same place to pitch the same people um, with, you know, a, a less strong idea and a more strong kind of idea and plan and strategy. I could see the difference in the outcome uh, of the two of us. And what I came to understand was, and I had seen this over and over and over again in other things too, like why is it that there was one person who did all the right things and another person who didn't do all the right things and that second person would be the one that would gain fame and success you know what what is it and i started to really this really caused me to go on my spiritual journey because i was like clearly there's something more than what you know, what is in business, what is taught in business or the business strategy, it's not that. And what I, you know, went on to learn about and study was energy. I started to learn um, energy. Uh, I did this um, very intensive program of learning about energy and energy consciousness and um, how to become aware of energy, how to uh, tune into your own energy, how to read energy, um, how to understand what energy even is, um, and, and, and all of that. And then I went on to do many other things related to that, all alongside still doing business stuff. So it was like I had my business side, and then I had this like kind of personal spiritual side. And then eventually I merged them and I worked with clients on both things. But my point is that energy is at the root of everything. And energy is power. Power is energy. And we each come into the world 
with our own energy. But how and what we experience in our lives is very much dictated by how much of that energy and potential that is already within us we are able to tune into and how much energy and potential we're able to tune into is dictated by whether we're aware that we even have that ability to maintain and utilize our own energy and how much awareness we have kind of like how much we're allowing ourselves to see of what we are because going back to the machine the machine kind of metaphor that I was giving imagine that you're the consciousness of the machine but you don't know that there's this whole big thing that is you, that is this huge machine with all this capacity. And again, I'm not saying humans are machines, nothing like it. But I feel like there's a complexity, if you can kind of think about a big machine that has many moving parts and a lot of things kind of going on, there's a complexity to that that is, I believe, part of what we are. We have... We have um, a lot of like inputs and parts and sections and, and, and um, the complexity of the machine, a big machine like this is, is what I'm trying to convey with the metaphor is we are way beyond what machine is, but just for the sake of this illustration. So imagine that if you're the consciousness of the machine and you are only aware of one little part of yourself. The machine is only aware of one little part of itself. It doesn't know. It's almost like everything else is kind of in the dark and it doesn't know about any of these other parts of itself. It just knows the one part that it's currently aware of. But it has this potential for all this other stuff. It's already built in. It's already created. It's already there. This is this is the truth that I've discovered and recognized about us. And how do I know this? Because I've lived it. It's not something I've read in a book. I'm not repeating what somebody else has taught me. I have literally lived this over my life. And I'm in my early 50s. And I've had a bit of life to be able to have tried different things on, gone down many different paths, some right, some challenging. I've had a lot of different life experiences and all along I've been questioning and observing and looking and I've been living this. I personally have lived seeing seeing within myself how I had been unaware of all this stuff within myself. And not just me. 
I've seen it with all the clients that I worked with. Um, as a matter of fact, I mentioned that in my, uh, you know, I had this like kind of business track and I had this personal track. So after I had my startup company, I started a consultancy and it was focused on um, marketing consulting, which really was brand, uh, like brand and communications. Um, but I was working with a lot of uh, solo entrepreneurs or smaller um, startups, uh, entrepreneurs, people starting businesses and helping them create their business from scratch, or maybe they had gotten their business to a certain point and helping them, you know, kind of like figure out how to get their own brand aligned with uh, who they really are to be able to get their message out and to be able to then bring in um, new clients and um, have them work with people that they really enjoyed working with and do the kind, offer the kinds of services and products that they really were excited about working with um, and doing. And so it was very much based on authenticity and who they really are and all of that. And at the same time, um, you know, I was doing my own kind of spiritual journey um, of trying to understand things because of things that I had observed some of my own challenges when I had had my startup company, some of seeing myself um, in comparison to other founders and not realizing or understanding how I could be doing the same kind of physical activities and get different results than other people um, and really wanting to understand that. And I'd always been a question asker, so I, you know, was asking questions and I was trying to understand and I was learning a lot about energy on the side. And what ended up happening is I was doing this kind of in my personal time and then I was working with clients and then every time I was trying to get clients to embrace and understand what it is they wanted to do and what kind of business they really wanted to create um, that would be financially successful and abundant, but that wasn't the sole reason they were doing it. They were doing it because it was an extension of what they were really passionate about or excited about or whatever. I would run into so many challenges. They, it's like they would hit a wall and they couldn't get past it and they couldn't see the potential of what I could see of where they could go. It's like they were just, they were constrained and they were constricted. And the way that I would describe that now is that there, I could see, I could see more of, you know, kind of the equivalent of their big machine of all that they could do, but they were only awake at that point to a very small piece of it. And that very small piece of it was not getting or creating the kind of experiences they wanted. And what was happening is I was able to see what they could do more, but they couldn't see it. And it didn't matter what I said, 
I couldn't make them see it. And what ended up happening is because of these experiences, I ended up coming up with a another offering, which was offering what I had been learning with myself, for myself, about the spiritual stuff and about energy and consciousness and, and um, creativity and power and, and all of that. Um, because I did a, a whole bunch of other things. Um, I also studied shamanism, I became a shamanic practitioner. Um, I did uh, I became a clinical hypnotherapist, um, not the kind that says quack like a duck, quack like a duck. It was more of a method of learning how to um, bring your awareness more to your inner self, um, kind of in a more meditative state, if you will, uh, not like connecting inward that I do now but the very very early roots of it the very early roots of my program connecting inward were built on the foundation of a lot of what I learned and so I was doing all this stuff and then I I started to be like I I can't get my clients to do what they want to do or to see what I can see if I can't help them in these kind of non-businessy ways. I mean, I was already helping them in a very non-traditional businessy way because back then people didn't talk about energy in business. They didn't talk about, you know, there was no merging between spirituality and energy and business that that didn't exist back then. And, um, and so what I started to really do was I started to work with clients that often came to me for business stuff. And then I would say, Hey, I do this other stuff too. You know, um, do you want to try it out? And they would start to, uh, benefit greatly from the things that I was learning about how to tune into myself, how to become more aware of my energy, how to become more aware of my power. And, um, and I was teaching it to them too. And I was helping them, supporting them in that process. And that whole process, what that whole process, you know, was, is, is like them only being aware of this certain small amount of, like, if you get, again, picture them as, as a machine, which they're not, but it's like only one a small percentage of their um, machine being used, being utilized, and then that's all they're aware of until they become aware of something more. Um, they would become aware, oh my God, I, I have this other, I have this other thing that I wasn't aware of. And then it would change everything. And I experienced this myself as well. And this is the process of what I call, you know, waking up to our own power. And it is a waking up to it. It is not something we 
go to someone else to get, you know, there are a lot of people in um, the spiritual world these days that are like, I will give you this transmission, or I will give you this thing that then will, you know, fix you or solve you or whatever. Um, And I, I've experimented with this and I've found that that never, ever, ever works. Um, Because it's an inner job. Because you don't need to get something from somebody out there. The only job that someone out there can do for you is to inspire you or give you a um, support or tip, you know, inspiration or um, opportunities to reflect within yourself so that you could do this own process of waking up within yourself. Other people don't give you your power. Other people don't give you their power and you use it. You have it within you already, just like this big machine that I'm talking about. Imagine yourself this big, huge machine that's able to do all this stuff, but the machine is only aware of a small portion of its own machineness, its own potential, its own whatever. That's what it's like. If a machine is this big thing and it has all of this potential, but it's only aware of a small portion of it, does it need a new part? No, it doesn't need someone to give it a new part. It just needs to become aware of the parts within itself that already are there that it's not yet aware of. And other people can help in that process by helping you understand that there is more to you than what you're currently aware of, by helping support you in that journey. But they don't give you the other part. Nobody gives you your power. You wake up to your own power already within you. Because you came into this life with it, you already have it, but you're not aware fully of all of what you truly are. You're just not there. And it's not a one and done thing. It's not like I used to kind of think this, I used to kind of think, well, once I become aware of all that I am, then I can finally get XYZ and ABC and CDE. If I just become um, more this or more that, then I get those things. That's not the way it works either. Because what I've discovered is that the kind of like the machine that we are, the potential that we are, is so vast that it is a ongoing journey. 
of waking up to our power. It is not one and done or 10 and done. It is ongoing. And when we allow ourselves to become aware that it is ongoing and we are doing it at new levels all the time, it can actually solve a lot of, um, not solve, but it can reduce a lot of um, misconceptions. um, And it can also just help us breathe and relax and realize that we can navigate this. And this is all of what I talk about when I talk about being empowered. And I talk about empowering our unique and creative selves. Because to me, this is this journey, this waking up to our own power within us. And we do that through using all of the resources that we have been given in our human form, which includes our bodies. Our bodies are these physical, you know, physical vessels. I don't know if I like that word, but it's kind of a good way to use to think about it. It's like a holder of our physicality and our body gives us information. We're not often taught that, but our body gives us information aligning to help us understand our own energy and what we're doing with it and how we can manage it and how we can replenish it and how we can become more aware of what it is we are doing and how much of our own power we're waking up to, our own energy we're waking up to. Our body is designed to help us do that. But so many of us have learned to disregard our body or to not like our body or disown our body or not listen to our body. And oh my gosh, I could do a thousand episodes on this. Well, this and I, I probably will. Um, but our bodies, our hearts, our hearts, our hearts always steer us right. But I almost said our hearts steer us wrong. And why would I almost make that kind of a slip when what I wanted to say is our hearts steer us right? It's because so many of us have, when we've followed our hearts, we've not had certain experiences that were positive. And so we learn to turn down the communication of our heart to ourselves. boy, been there, done that, check, check, check. And related to our heart is our feelings. Our feelings are a communication system related to our heart. And when, what I've come to understand is that our hearts, it's not that what our heart is communicating to us that is wrong, that is causing us to have bad experiences. It's what we've been taught to believe that is not true, that is not empowering us, that causes us to not trust our feelings and to not trust our hearts and to shut off that part of ourselves or to, to, um, to dim it or to turn it down. 
an awakening, awakening to the power of our heart <clears throat> and our feelings is another part of this. Um, our souls, our soul, and really it's kind of encapsulating everything. So I'm going to skip our soul for a minute, but our, our brains, our brains, I've talked about this, our brains, our brains, we kind of think, oh, we've got to shut down our mind. We've got to shut down that chatter. Well, um, what it is, is it's bringing up the chatter is bringing up stuff for you to become aware of and for you to realize, is this what you want to be choosing or not? But it's not about shutting down your thoughts. It's about allowing your thoughts to inform you of what expectations and practices you've been living. Because your mind is a mechanism that also can create new thoughts and you have that power. But that's often something you don't know about either. And our souls, our soul, our connection, it's kind of encompassing everything. Our soul, our deepest soul, which is what we really are. It is really what is this infinite, you know, machine, which, you know, I'm calling it a machine and I'm kind of putting boundaries on it just because that helps our human brain kind of understand. But you have to understand the complexities of all of what you are and the potential of all that you are. And our soul is that and is aware of that and helps us navigate all of that. And so this process of waking up to our own power is a process of waking up to it. Waking up to it. Now, there's so much I could say about this, but I've already been talking for a long time. And, you know, I sat down with um, with a kind of a really strong impulse that came about this. And I don't usually jot down notes, but I jotted down a couple of notes of things that um, are related to this that I wanted to talk about because they kind of came up in my awareness as, as, as things that were really helpful in my understanding of all of this. But I didn't even get to those because there are a lot of things that I have explained as, as, as part of just introducing this topic. Um, so this is the kind of stuff I talk about in this podcast, and this is the kind of stuff I'm going to be talking more about. And really, when I talk about empowering our unique and creative selves. This is what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the act of empowering our unique and creative selves is the act of waking up to all of that which we are and that which we already have and that which we can become aware of because we might not be aware of it right now and that which we can learn to manage not in a manage a, in a controlling way but manage in a um, 
like taking care of, nurturing, uh, that kind of a way. And also replenishing our power and adding more to it how we're expanding our own awareness of that which we are and we're exploring and and expanding ourselves as well which is kind of about even expanding in the machine metaphor it's kind of like expanding the potential of what the machine can do and what the machine is and 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 all of that so this little topic is what I wanted to talk about today and it's one that I'm going to be building on more and more and more and more um, because it's what I've spent a lifetime learning about within myself and understanding more about things and understanding more about what's going on and why we have certain experiences and why we have these certain experiences that we call life. And the process, getting back to my story in the beginning, because you might be like, what does this have to do with like icicles on the chain link fence? Um, not chain link fence, but on the the chain, the chain that I use to keep the gate closed um, next to the fence for my horses you know, or icicles on a a string of horsehair that were beautiful. What it has to do with that is the idea that there is all of this. It's like there is a world of your own power and your own awareness and the beauty and the joy and the peace that you can feel in 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 yourself. And yet, the point that I was trying to make is that so many times, it can feel like the pathway to that beauty can feel like something you don't want to do. Or you don't know that there's beauty there. It just seems like something you don't want to do. It's like what I was trying to illustrate about this morning going out to feed my horses. It's like, well, I'd kind of rather just stay in here where it's warm and cozy and not go out there where it looks like it's really cold. Um, But when I went out there to where it was really cold and I embraced it and I was listening to myself and I was learning to use all of the awarenesses that I have been waking up to within myself, I did experience and was shown these amazing experiences of beauty and awe and peace and joy that I would not have seen had I not gone out there. And often the process of waking up to our own power to new awarenesses within ourselves can kind of be like that it we've not been taught to 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 think in this way we've been taught that if something to kind of stay where we're at and if something seems kind of like like it's cold or it's dark or whatever like just don't go there 
but it is in going there and in being present in ourselves and listening to ourselves that these amazing awarenesses and experiences can come up for us. And that can be complete new levels of awareness of the energy and power that already is within us that you can be waking up to and you didn't know you had. And it can also be being able to become aware of amazingly beautiful things that your soul just dances over like I did with the amazing creations of God and source and our creator that was these icicles, these little bits of frost and ice on a horsehair hanging from a fence post. So I will end this episode on that note until the next time. I'm so glad you tuned into today's episode of the Creating from the Inside Out, Embracing and Empowering Our Unique and Creative Selves podcast. If you're enjoying this show, hit the subscribe button, share this episode with others, and leave me a rating and review in iTunes. To connect with me, visit me on Facebook and Instagram at the Creating from the Inside Out podcast, where I share related content and support on how we can empower our unique and creative selves from the inside out. To learn more about me and my other offerings, you can visit my website at michellewaldo.com. That's M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-W-A-L-D-O dot com.